You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. All right. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact and once again, I am uh, running the ship in terms of our restream tonight, everybody. So I'm doing a little bit extra than what I normally do. You know, all of us here, we do, a, we all have our little jobs we do. And uh, Matt Michaels, who's not with us, normally runs our restream, uh, which is how we get access to uh, how you guys get a chance to see us. So uh, I'm now doing that. And, you know, that's just uh, more work on me to do. So look like we're up and going. And welcome to everyone. If you happen to be on our stream page, we want to thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure you put all your comments into the Facebook chat and we will uh, try to get it in as we can. There, uh, Get your comments into the show and all. So uh, with that, we're going to get going. Fellas, it's good to see you. Sin City Steve here, Simon Street. How y'all doing? Good, good. Doing Good. well. How are you guys? Yes, doing well. We're going to kick off, of course, with our wrestling talk coming right after Extreme Rules. We'll be kind of lumping our uh, WWE talk together, and then we'll talk a little bit sep- separately on the NXT 2.0. But for our uh, Raw and SmackDown, let's get right into it. And I, I will say, guys, I, I I didn't find Raw to be that bad. I um I know we we give Raw a lot of shit all the time, and you know a lot of times that is uh, justified. But I didn't I didn't think that this show was that was that bad. I enjoyed the main event, and I really enjoyed Riddle versus AJ Styles match. Uh, what would you guys take of the show as we we talk a little bit about uh, this week's? Raw. Well, I, I'll confess, I did not watch Raw, but I watched uh, uh, NXT 2.0 and SmackDown. So I'll let you guys uh, go into uh, <laughs> Raw. I ain't watching Raw till this upcoming Raw. So I, I already had planned that out. <laughs> All right, no doubt. Well, yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, on, honestly, man, uh, you missed uh, not one, but two championship matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, which. Uh, Kind of, kind of interesting, but uh, <laughs> let me take you. Wasn't like yeah. it neither, uh, either of them. Well, I, I just, it, I don't know. I, I was, I thought that they showed some creativity with Raw this week, which I, I will never fault them for at least attempting to be creative. Sure. Um, you know, having Biggie and Bobby Lashley book in the show, um, both start off the show That's and right. end the show. Yep. Um, I, I think that, you know, that was definitely a, uh, a stylistic departure, um, for things that we've seen from yeah. WWE. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's obvious that they're trying 
new things or at least open to trying new things. So I, I think that all in all, that is a very good thing. Um, I think that unfortunately for the longest time, Raw got you know bogged down and every show was the same from week to week to week. It didn't matter. Um, but I, I, I like to see them trying things that they haven't done before, yeah. at least that they haven't done in a while. Um, well, look, shout elsewhere, out, I'm just going to say it right quick. Yeah, shout ahead. out to John in our chat and uh, welcome to him. He said this was the best Raw since it went to three hours, possibly. Um, you know, but again, it was, uh, you know, it was a really good show. Um, and, 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 and don't forget your thought. I just wanted to, uh, wanted to throw that part in. And, um, right. and, um, uh, no, okay. Just checking more of the chat there. And, uh, I mean, we got a chance to see, uh, Shelton and Shedrick back again in the Hurt Business. So it was interesting to see them back again with the Hurt Business shirts on. Uh, but I like that whole thing. That was really good trying to see where they're going. And, of course, New Day coming to help out. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I just, um, one, one, one of the shows, a part of the show I like, you had Angel Garza and, uh, I guess, uh, Humberto. Uh, they're now a tag team. Shout out, yeah, shout I, out. I guess. <laughs> but you know Why what? Not? I think Corey. Let's just put them together. I think Corey made made the point because he says when these two show up, the divorce rates go up. <laughs> <laughs> and bottom line, he's right. I mean, these guys are like two studs, you know, coming out. Clearly, this is for I guess the women portion of the show. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but it seemed like it's something that could work. You know, I mean, yeah. Just so in like, other words, it's uh, I can do report. Yeah, pretty much. And that's not taking anything away from their from what they could do in the ring, because I think they're great in the ring, too. But I think putting them together, I think that's pretty much what that's about. So let me ask you this question. So what you're saying is, is if Eva Marie were actually talented in the ring, It'd be something like that, beautiful and talented. So that's what Garza and um, – because we all know Eva Marie is not good. Well, and Eva Marie, you know, she did uh, show up as well on the show. And um, she got a taste of – by the way, are we finally getting the Shayna that I've been waiting for? We can only hope. <laughs> Okay. My God. I mean, what she did to Nia Jax and then what she now done to Eva Marie and Simon Street, you didn't get a chance to see it, but she is thumping out uh, now, hands, fingers, and arms, and she's hurting these. She's got these girls over uh, screaming over there on the side because of the damage she's doing. So I will tell you this. Even though I did not watch Raw, yeah. I did see a lot of clips okay. in, uh, you know, on you know Instagram and whatnot, and sure. that was one of them. Right. I will say this about Shayna Baszler. WWE has attempted to do Shayna Baszler justice before. So as you get excited, Impact, just keep that in mind. This will be, uh, uh, in the words of NXT, this will be 3.0 for <laughs> Shayna Baszler coming in as kick-ass. Yeah. True that. But I'm hoping this is where they're going because this is the right move for her, man. And it's, yeah, I guess we have to, I, s- yeah, go ahead, man. I, I, I was just going to say, like, I, I think that it's really, uh, I think it's like as if they're listening to wrestling talk um, because <laughs> she's having, you know, they're having, they're having Shayna go after 
out all of our least favorites on this show. I mean, <laughs> right. know, taking out Naya now, taking out Eva Marie. I yeah. mean, hell. We should I'm give her a it. gift basket. Let's find out where, where we can send this gift basket from the bad boys. Thank you so much. But this gift basket won't be like fruit or like anything or flowers. It'll be like nunchucks, knives, kendo sticks, you know, right. uh, I don't know, and tape for, for the broken uh, fingers and, and wrists that she's going to be doing. Right. You know, uh, other parts of the show, um, I guess we just don't call him Keith Lee anymore. We need to call him Keith Bearcat Lee. Ooh. You, you're not feeling that, Simon Street. No, no, that is that is some stupid Vince McMahon shit. If ever I heard one, I could it, just imagine the conversation like, well, um, you know what? He's so big like a bear, but he's fast as a cat. Hmm, I have it. Let's call him a bear cat. Like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Like, like, what the fuck? Even, and, and I'll get into what happened on SmackDown. I just, I just think it's just, it's too much. I'll leave it at that. Well, so the thing is, I was, I was really kind of like, what the hell are they doing with this rebranding and Keith Lee myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, thanks to the internet and all of the uh, the various wrestling fans on the internet for bringing this kind of stuff to light. Mm-hmm. I guess that uh, the name is an homage uh, to wrestling legend Bearcat Wright, uh, who was um, who, who was a an African American wrestler in the 1960s, okay. uh, who was immensely popular as a babyface. So it's it you know kind of you know, paying homage to okay. somebody that, that made great strides for the culture. And I, af, after I heard that, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, and, it, then they should have let in with that, Steve. They should have let in with that. I, I'm not fucking them. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not fucking them. Yeah. You know, we got to put that on the shirt. Sin City Steve, I'm not fucking them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Well, now understanding that it makes a lot more sense, and for that, I'm I'm with it. You know, why not? I'm with it too. I didn't even know. So thank you for illuminating us. Yeah, as always. <laughs> oh man, the um, chats are definitely still coming in here. But um, other parts of the uh, show, anything else, uh, Sin City, that stood out for you for that show? Um, the uh, you know, we mentioned it just kind of briefly in passing yeah. riddle and aj styles right um dude that that was Insane, that was dude. the best yeah that was the best match i've seen on raw in quite some time absolutely um so yeah and yeah it we'll, we'll see where uh obviously riddle's gonna stay on raw as we found out later in the week yeah hopefully hopefully they uh they keep aj styles either with him or they they take the uh the new kind of work rate emphasis uh to aj styles over the SmackDown brand. We'll see, but I, yeah, yeah, I give me AJ Styles and damn near anybody that's halfway talented and they'll be able to put on a good match, it seems like at this point. Yeah, I agree. And and shout out to uh, the, from Corey. He said, uh, he asked Saxton, hey, uh, have you tried any uh, Riddle gummy bears? They're awesome. <laughs> and Saxton said, uh, yeah, I don't do sweets. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> The the uh, the funny thing is on SmackDown uh, uh, on SmackDown Pat McAfee actually made a joke on air saying how he wanted to fly the friendly skies with RK Bro. Right. 
Don't you just love all of those <laughs> those jokes hey, that they're throwing I'll out there? Take that and pass it, McAfee. Take that and pass it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, SmackDown. Why not get into it? I mean, they started the draft. Was there any shock so far from the draft that you've seen? Or um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a, a well, lot of shock. I go. mean, Paul let's... Heyman uh, was supposed to uh, make sure. The Usos stay on SmackDown. I mean, I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but uh, again, I know we do it all the time. Shout out to Paul Heyman, live the legend, because I have never seen a man that looked like he got slapped and cried before they went to the shot of because it was the Usos and, and Roman, and then all you see is Paul Heyman just he man. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker's crying. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, it's just a job that he does, and I know we talk about it a lot, is amazing. And oh, yeah. so much of any storyline is a part of is just conveying it. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, SmackDown was was awesome uh, with regards to that. Uh, I'm happy to hear uh, Bianca Belair is uh, going to um, Raw. Yeah. Am I, did I say it correct? The only thing yeah. I had a problem with night one of the draft is I felt like they wasted too many of the draft picks that or people who would have stayed on their perspective, perspective shows, um, I would have handled a little bit differently. I would have had anybody who got traded and that's what's being presented as the draft. And then at the end of Monday or the next week, say who's saying, cause they've done that in the past to where that was a huge question mark. People say, well, I didn't hear so-and-so's name. Are they staying on their perspective show? And then um, I remember Vincent man came up with some weird phrase, uh, like free agency or whatever the hell it was, something like that. Yeah. At this point, I mean, I don't, I don't even know why they have a brand split. I mean, they're going to find ways to get people onto the shows that they want to get them on. You know, it's, it's very interesting. It, it definitely adds a little bit of a gimmick to the shows themselves. The thing that really kind of bugged me was, you know, somebody I forget who somebody was cutting a promo in the middle of the ring, and they were talking about how so and so they wish that they would stay on SmackDown, but they're going to Raw almost eliciting a round of boos from the audience. It's like, what the hell? Like, why are, why are you as a company trying to pit one side versus the other? I mean, I don't know of anybody in the world or the universe, I guess, that is a raw fan. That's not a SmackDown fan or that hates raw that, that, you know, that loves SmackDown or vice versa, Mm -hmm. like whatever it's, it is what it is. It's all WWE at the end of the day. Well, Steve, let me ask you this question, and, and go, this goes for you too, Impact. What the hell is brand supremacy? Because that's a word that's always brought up for the draft. It's always brought up for Survivor Series, but yet we have no context of what the hell does that mean. So, I mean, let me just paint a picture before you answer your question. If I say which of the four members of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting has podcast supremacy, it better mean that that means I could tell y'all shut the fuck up or we could go back to the mute thing again or we could do something <laughs> to where I could hire somebody to do an Uber, come slap you during the show. Something that shows I have one up over you in privilege. That feels like that's not being done when they say brand supremacy. What do you guys say? Well, I mean, so they have tried to do their best to make it as if Raw and SmackDown are separate. And... um and because of that, I mean, we hell, we even got uh, what uh, Survivor Series going to be coming up soon next month. So that was always kind of the deal with that, you know, which which brand there. Um, 
once again, it's one of those things I think you just have to pretend like we do most of everything else that there's really an issue between both brands like they treat them separate and that one wants to try to be more dominant than the other um i mean pretty much and if that's the case then i guess one would want to want to be more supreme than the other the problem is is that outside of sin city saying well they do find a way to sometimes get talent over to the other side anyway (laughs) um Part of the problem is that they don't spend, you know, until the draft or Survivor Series come along, you rarely hear them mentioning anyone from the other side. I think if they kind of done that, keep do the, doing that throughout the year to make it seem like um, like maybe one brand is, why their brand is, uh, is more superior than the other, it could be easy to to sell more than just mentioning it this one time or two times out of the year. You know what I'm saying? If you don't hear after 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 Survivor Series, if you don't hear anything else about it till next Raw, then it just makes it seem like like I think throughout the year they should they should keep should keep saying that's why we're the most dominant brand here. They should be saying that every every month, maybe not every show, but when something extreme happens that should cause for that comment to be made they should remind that you know they do run them separate so that's the best way i can kind of just answer that um but i don't know i don't know others from the uh let's see other oh look like um shant has always a lot to write but he writes novels Shant, Shant, if you can, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Shant. Thanks for hanging out with us, brother. It's always good to see you. Um, I, I, and I'll read this part for it, Ryan. He says, what's the point of the brand split when they haven't done anything right? Now, clearly, Shant is no longer a WWE guy. He's a, a, a Sin City Steve guy, which means he's an AEW guy. All right. And that's fine. That's well, nothing wrong. Hey, with man. That. <laughs> all the cool, all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> Apparently. I'm not one of the cool kids anymore. He says, I really enjoyed the ruthless aggression era because they did the brand split. Right. Well, you know, my only thing with that, Chan, you know, is that, man, we all have our moments of WWE where we just we love. We just remember these times back in the day they did certain things that we truly enjoy, but they gotta, they gotta change, man. They gotta keep refreshing themselves and be and think of something different. If they keep doing the same things, I think it could become very stale over time. You know, ruthless aggression was a great time. Um, um, the uh, what, what, what was the oh the attitude era was a was a good time. Um, there was one of the eras I can't remember the name where, but it was somewhere right around. Right after 2000. Do you remember what what time that was? Maybe 2000, 2003 or 4? It wasn't Ruthless, right? It was another... No, it was... Um, it was right after the Ruthless aggression. Yeah, it, it was like another one of those moments. But, I, but, but I'm just saying, they have those times, and then but they have to continue to keep you know changing it up and switching it. So I, I get it. I mean, that was a good time, man, but we can't, uh, we can't keep living on that, those moments. Um... There was. Uh, Go ahead, man. No, 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 no. I I was just going to say other stuff that was going on in SmackDown, which was uh, just really absolutely fun to watch. Was uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks? 
was, uh, I was hoping you were going to bring rematch. up. Right. Well, I, I was going to wait. I was going to wait a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, really was good, and and I really did like how the build up behind it was. And um, although my opinion, I felt that 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 Becky was a little bit of a distraction to a really good match uh, with Becky being on commentary. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I kind of was getting annoyed of her after like a couple minutes, but I thought it was really good. And, and the greatest thing about all that is, is almost anybody was watching as you were seeing uh, this match, you knew that uh, Charlotte was going to come out of somewhere because she got drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, 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 you know, we knew it was going to be predictable, but man, and, and even, um, you know, uh, as they talked about in the, in the chat, uh, talked about, you know, uh, her getting both of those, uh, giving out both of those uh, those kicks to the face to Shasha and Bianca, and I was like, she did that shit with some heels, and these look like heels with the little straps on. So uh, that shit was was in the camera angle was on point. Oh, absolutely. So you didn't even see it come out of nowhere when it hit um, Sasha Banks first. Was it Sasha that got hit first? I think it was. Yeah, Sasha got hit with it first. That 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 uh, drop kick. I mean, not drop kick with that um, what you call it, the kick to the face. Um, Shit is heating up. I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen on Monday. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, what's her name is going to go. Uh, Becky's going to go to uh, Raw. I'm pretty sure. And then they'll do the whole switcheroo with the titles and shit. Um, it, it would, But outside of all that, let me get back to it. Outside of all that, the match between Bianca and Shasha was really good. There's a couple things that Shasha did that, that stuff that she doesn't ordinarily do all the time where it looked pretty comfortable for her and um that was that uh i think she jumped up and did a uh, hurricane rana i think it was was that was that what i saw she did that i mean she doesn't normally do that in her repertoire so i mean obviously she's been training in her off season and is adding new things to there bianca was looking really good although i did notice and i don't know if it was digital when she picked him up and uh what you call it um she didn't pick him up she didn't pick up sasha all the way and I think that they kind of botched that one a little bit. Yeah, right. They kind of just threw her down, um, which was interesting because Sasha don't weigh that much. So I don't know if maybe it's just her her grasping what she had to grasp. She didn't grab it good enough, I guess it was. <laughs> I know it sounded bad, but I'm just saying. Uh, she didn't have a good handle on Sasha. But outside of that, I felt like that match alone, probably yeah, a good seven. Absolutely. Absolutely was a... Uh... Uh, a great match. Look, I'm gonna be. Ex- uh, I I'm excited. Um, Hit row. I am such a fan, and um, I know we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about them in our three count. So I just want to say I'm excited to see that they got drafted uh, over to um, to SmackDown, and um, I think this is gonna be real big for them, man. I- I'm excited to see where this where this goes. Uh, for them, uh, a couple of others. Austin Theory went over to Raw, so we'll he see. He came back. He came back to Raw. Came back. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And um, and we got Naomi over to SmackDown. I, I'm really like he's already on SmackDown, right? Was she already yeah. on SmackDown? Yeah. I like I, I like the teasing. Uh, that you know that they have been doing with uh, Sonya and Naomi. It looks like, uh, and I mentioned this, I think last show, but apparently she's pretty much getting back for in ring term, right? Is that what it's looking like for Sonya? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think that I think 
this this particular gimmick is just about done for her. So. Okay. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. I'm 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 feeling that. Uh, look, I tell you what 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 the letdown was for that? SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Uh, this new version of Corbin, it it, it it stinks. Happy Corbin, it stinks. The Aaron Gentrans, it stinks. Uh, the little Hat Boy, what's his name? Hat Boy, Madcap, Madcap, stinks. I don't know. Little Hat, I... little Hat Boy out of Madcap. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's, it's right. just sad. It's right. sad because Corbin is so much better and deserving than that. I don't know. Did, did he I come like up it. with that on his own? They should partner him with Nikki Ash. I like it. Do you really? Oh yeah. I've been a fan ever since they introduced him. Since he was in the back parking lot of the the park where he won that uh, million dollars, I, I've yeah. enjoyed the whole storyline from now. And it, to me, it's just I, it's just getting better. You know. I love it. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. That'll be my bathroom. I, I, work. I, I've always what, been. Whatever, whatever they're going to do to build more tag teams, I guess. Yeah. That's 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 basically what they're going to do. Yeah. I, yeah. Pretty much. But. Um, I did like his hat, though. That's it. His hat was slick. It was cute. <laughs> it was. He had a cute hat on. Oh, Lord. Not the cute word again. Yeah, it's cute. There we go. But you know what was really cool, and I know I, I know we've seen the preview before, but um, for me, it was my first time really like watching the, the um, what they were doing, uh, King of the Ring, and and Queen's Crown. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited about that. I know a long time ago, um, I, I I had mentioned it on the show, just wondering as a query, would they do something like a King of the Ring, but for the females, because that during that time the roster was starting to get bigger and bigger. So I'm 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 interested in see how those tournaments are. I, that makes me want to watch. Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, my big pick for for the Queen's Crown will be uh, Charlotte Flair. As it, well, well who, whoever's going to get the Queen's Crown has to go through Charlotte Flair in the finals. That's all I'm going to say. So so no shit. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's obvious, dude. I, I'll tell you, you you making that pick is just like somebody who's like making just preposterous claims that nobody thinks anything otherwise. I mean, obviously Charlotte Flair is going to be involved in either the final, either of the final two slots in that tournament. Come on. Uh, well, no, no, no. Well, let me rephrase that or, or make sure I say it differently. I mean, whoever is in the finals has to be Charlotte Flair and somebody else. That's what I'm saying. It, now, is it going to be Charlotte Flair? I don't know. It, that would be an obvious thing they would do. I wouldn't like that person. I want somebody else to go through Charlotte Flair. She'd be the Shang-Shun in the Queen's Tournament. She'd be the final boss. So that would be cool. <laughs> Who's Goro? Who's right. Goro? Nia Jax. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, let me ask you guys a question. And I'm going to ask you folks in the chat that's uh, hype tonight. Let me ask you all a question. What would you all do? If you happen, you know, everyone's got these cameras into their, their home now. And um, you got a notification on your phone that apparently there's movement in your home. And you take a look at that camera and you see that there is somebody that uh, you're not actually a big uh, fan of that's in your refrigerator drinking your orange juice. Uh, they decided to sit at your table and put their feet up. Uh... 
they're looking at if you happen to have kids, they're looking at their, you know, their backpacks and drawings. And they seem to make their self home, which they wasn't invited to. I'm just curious. What would you do in that situation? <laughs> because it was pretty funny. And I, by the way, I enjoyed that whole uh, skit with Seth and Edge. But it was funny because while Edge is sitting up there, you know, I guess talking either to his wife or kids, one of the two on the phone saying to go home, uh, McAfee was like, why is he on the phone with them? He should be on the phone with the police. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, that's a good point too. Exactly. But I'm just kind of like, wow. Um, that, that was just crazy to see though, right? Just how Seth just pull that off. Cause you know, you're, you're putting yourself in that situation going, boy, I bet not see nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Dude, it, it, no joke, man. And I will say this, it did exactly what it needed to do right. because it went on and on and on. And I found myself watching this shit and I'm like, Holy fucking shit. Are we going to be with this for the next half hour? Like this is, this is awkward. And it, it accomplished what it needed to do because it pressed those buttons because the segment went on for such a long time and it made you uncomfortable. I think that, you know, they, they accomplished more by, you know, the nonverbal things and the non in your face kind of things with this particular sketch. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was, yeah. it was great. I thought he was going to make a joke because um, I, I mean, I don't know where Edge lives. Does he live in Canada? Because I heard in Canada, they don't lock their doors. So I was looking for a joke there because I mean, I heard now, stereotypically, I don't know if they lock their doors, but if they didn't, then I'm pretty sure Seth figured that out. I, thought, I just thought that was weird. Like, you don't lock your doors? What the fuck? <laughs> and my, my, my apologies, Jade. I, I forgot what the trigger word was and I should not have mentioned him. So my bad. Next time he'll come with a warning. <laughs> what's 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 the trigger word? Edge. See, I oh. just said it again. Yeah, Jade is not a fan of Adam Copeland. Not a fan at all. If you wow. watch the chat, you see her going off on there. All right. I see. Um, <laughs> um all right. Um that's anything else that's Magda. Oh, by the way, they so they, they did run some more um draft um on I guess Saturday morning. The one name I just want to throw out there. Did Aaliyah finally graduate from NXT? Because she's got put on SmackDown. <laughs> it was just funny because I thought she was going to never get out of there. I mean, she, she what, seven, I mean, eight years? She, I mean, Christ. She's been in developmental for the better part of a decade. <laughs> yes, she has been. <laughs> it's like, Bro, at this point, at this point, it's fucking sink or swim. Like, <laughs> right. if you haven't figured the shit out by now. I agree. Fuck you. I agree. You know? <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, if you don't have no more to say about that, let's jump over to NXT uh, 2.0, which I would assume, Simon, this would have been the night you would have enjoyed because it was uh, dedicated to women's ladies. Yeah, it was. So I mean, ahead. what's your take? I mean, I mean, for the most part, it was. I wouldn't say it was 100 percent dedicated to ladies because there was some 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 men's matches in there. Men's, yep. Men's. Uh, but, uh, you know, yes, it did start off really good, uh, in a match with, uh, um, Electra Lopez in B-Fab of, uh, Hit Row. Um, that was actually a pretty decent match. And, and I'm sorry, my Alexa's going off. Cause I said, 
Electra. I'm sorry. So anyways, um, uh, Miss Lopez, I'm going to call her that so my Alexa don't go off. Um, I'm really impressed with her. Now, I've seen her a couple of times in kind of like mixed kind of tags that she's done with um, with uh, Elgato. Right. But her by herself, she looks to be somebody that I want to see her go. Uh, dare I say, be up there in the conversation when we talk about who's going to go for the NXT women's title. Just want to say that real quick. But the match overall was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they really utilized more that had to do with extreme rules than most of the extreme rules match that we saw in extreme rules. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. <clears throat> it, it was really good. And, and you know, obviously, uh, Miss Lopez went over BFAB. Uh, with, with regards to that, and it, you know, I'm wondering what their feud's going to be. Was that the end walk off finish? Because as we found out in SmackDown, you know, Hit Row is going to SmackDown. So was that the the done deal? Because that was something on NXT 2.0 that was looked like it was climaxing, and I was excited to see what's going to happen. But maybe we will because you know, again, you have Swerve that that still is the North American NXT champion so right. north american champion so i'm pretty sure they're gonna come back for something like that um outside of that uh you know there really wasn't too 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 much uh with the females uh as they cast as they broadcast it other than eo shirai um and you know um looking at my notes uh that tag team match uh eo shirai is always stark and um toxic attraction which i gotta say i am liking toxic attraction yeah uh Outside of their looks, they are oh. truly the embodiment of the girls that give two shits about what you say, what you think. Um, they, they just they, they're really good at what they do. And that was a decent, uh, uh, you know, uh, tag team title match. It, it wasn't I you know, when, we, when they first came in, I thought, OK, you know what? Uh, Shirai and Stark are just going to run all over them. And this is going to be a squash match. But that kind of what it was, was, you know, there was some actual competition going on. And I kind of appreciate that. Um, of course, you know, Eel Shirai and Zoe Stark are still, you know, your women, uh, NXT women's champions. And rightfully so. They're fucking amazing together. Uh, the match that I love the most, getting to the means, uh, was Roderick Strong and Gryson Walla. Remember my name, Grayson Walla. <laughs> and, and and I sure as hell remember this name, Walla. I kept saying it all the time, Walla. Uh, he's fucking amazing. He's really, man. I, I mean, he was just zip-zopping and jumping through ropes, and he just was very fast. And and, and I'm not familiar with him, although I know uh, Steve probably like, I should be, but I'm not. But um, as seen as first going out on NXT 2.0, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and, and obviously just as a, as, as a, you know, cruiserweight title match, it was very exciting mm-hmm. from start to finish. Um, you know, Roderick Strong, obviously I didn't believe in the beginning he would be a great, uh, cruiserweight champion, but I really am liking to see where he's going with this. I like to see a lot of, you know, obviously, uh, NXT has become 2.0, not in just namesake, but in, uh, the deep ass, uh, bench that they had on NXT for like the last six months, we didn't know because a lot of new faces are coming up. And when you have a good champion in Roger Strong, uh, who can really, I feel, bring out the best in who he's going up against, that really helps with right. developing talent, I feel. Um, outside of that, another guy that I have my eye on mm-hmm. is, uh, and I'm sure you guys do, is uh, is Quinn. Uh, Ion Quinn uh-huh. went against Oni Lorcan. And you know, as you know, Oni Lorcan 
it's always somebody that you can count on really kind of just smash smash mouth type of wrestling and just, he's a tough dude and so when you see quinn go against him and he's just kind of manhandling his ass i mean uh there's a i think there's a lot of big things uh, for this one as far as a new face um before I get into the last part of NXT that I like, and I'll let you guys jump in whatever you want. Um, I honestly really, 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 really thought it was interesting with the whole uh, Index Honeymoon Part 2. <laughs> the reason why I say that is okay. when uh, Gargano gets, you know, goes into the room and he's going through that shit. He pulling out condoms and shit, <laughs> <laughs> hiding in the closet. And uh, uh, I guess that's the 2.0 package we getting with NXT because uh, that was definitely uh, hitting toward the demographic they're trying to get. Um, and then, of course, the uh, innuendo pillow fight. Give it to me, hold on. Um, you know, you like it like that. Oh, no, I'm tired. I'm ready for a nap. I'm like, damn, that shit was quick. Uh, I won't even go into that because it'd be like 30, 40 minutes is what I need for that pillow fight. But besides oh, that. Oh, my. Um, that was pretty entertaining, and 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 I was not expecting them to be kind of that innuendo on NXT. I'm used to that in like maybe a raw type fashion. So if that's the demographic they're going for, we might see more of those type of things, which I'm all for it, because uh, that that reminds me of some parts of uh, Attitude Area as we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, once again, super excited to to see Braun Breaker. That promo they have with Braun Breaker and how he basically says he's not a patient man. He is ready uh, for Tommaso Ciampa. He wants to be NXT champion. Um, that was really good. I mean, they obviously are going to strap the rockets to this boy and fly him to the moon. But Tommaso Ciampa said, okay, I, I see you. Basically, be paraphrasing what he said. He said, all right, pump your brakes, boy. They got a lot of people that then came in, talk about doing that. And, um, you know, I'm going to get you. So I'm going to put you to a stop. So that's interesting. Last but not least, uh, the end, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Frankie Monet. That was actually a really good NXT title match. And the reason why I will say that is because I've been waiting to see Frankie Monet kind of be in a, uh, a higher caliber match or NXT uh, to kind of see what she's going to be presenting. I mean, obviously, people that's followed her. Um, you know, before she got to NXT, knows what she's capable and knows the ped pedigree of a, a wrestler she has and the experience she has. So I always wonder when you have someone like that come in, are they going to give them credence into that same vein? Do you see what I'm saying? Give them that respect. And, you know, uh, even though she didn't, uh, you know, win per se, I felt like, you know, there was a part where she just started slapping the shit out of Raquel Gonzalez and didn't show no fear and wasn't going to be intimidated. And even though she loses the match for me as a person that loves watching wrestling, I like when they show that they show that, you know, Hey, she didn't win this one, but if she got another crack at it. She probably could take that title. And so, I mean, that's the highlights that I had with regards to NXT uh, 2.0. Is there anything that you guys uh, liked about it that I didn't mention? Not really, man. It's uh, it was it was a pretty decent show. I mean, it, it it was an easy watch. The thing that really stood out to me was just how polar opposite different this show was compared to, you know, the NXT 1.0, I guess. Um, so it uh, it was it was definitely a different animal for sure. Um, the it's been jarring. Uh, seeing all of the new faces and like all of the 
just watching the reset button getting pressed Mm -hmm. right before our eyes, Um, you know, from top to bottom, the entire roster is seemingly different from what it was six months ago. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it, it, it's really telling that, you know, so they've done so much in such a short amount of time to distance themselves from how it was previously. So good show. I'm trying to read through that to see if you're saying that it's um, that it is taking a a turn for the better. No. Oh. No. Wow. No, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of the shorter matches. I'm not a fan of you know the uh, the prototypical people that they're going to be pushing now on the show. Um, but realistically, I mean, there's a I'm lot still of new- gonna, I'm, I'm still going to check it out and I'm, I'm still going to form my own opinion yeah. only after I see, you know, all of those people come up because as of right now, you know, they're, they've got a very specific kind of, uh, you know, um, Format. look that they're mm-hmm. looking for. So it's, it's one of those that, you know, I'm going to let them settle in and kind of find their own new identity, um, because keep in mind, it's only a short time until we see them change champions as well as part of this. So, I mean, obviously posturing Mandy Rose uh, to take the title from Raquel Gonzalez and posturing Braun Breaker to take the title from Tommaso Ciampa. I could see both of those things happening within, I'd say, the next month, month and a half, maybe. But do you not like the-, the idea of the fact that we are seeing brand new talent that's you know coming up into becoming superstars um i mean personally it you know it's it just comes down to which kind of style and what what kind of look that i prefer with you know people on the nxt brand um the the high work rate matches the days of those are going to be gone you're not going to have the 20 minute, 30 minute, um, you know, work rate fests that we got with Gargano and Adam Cole and, you know, gotcha. Tommaso Ciampa and the, that, that era of NXT, um, that era is strictly going to be used as enhancement talent for these, you know, the new crop that have the different look that we all know Vince loves. Okay. Well, well, well and, and if I can real quick, uh, since it's, if you said something that even I was noticing too, is this new NXT looks more of what they, well, for the most part, most people originally thought NXT was supposed to be developmental. And yeah. so with seeing a lot of the new people, new faces come through and you'll have a couple of speckles of, you know, pre-existing talent, you know what I'm saying? With the short rounds, they're just basically just making this like a machine which is going to feed the bigger purpose of what I believe WWE is going to do anyways. They definitely want to be pushing the power plants. This is basically another power plant. Yeah. Uh, NXT pushing them out, getting them on the main roster, having a lot of these main roster people, uh, you know, that we've seen for so many years, you'll start seeing their, 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 their tenure a lot shorter. It won't be those 15 years. It'll probably be seven years. That's a veteran. Cause even now, if you look at a lot of the main roster, they call them veterans after five years. It didn't used to be like that. They didn't call you a veteran until you've been in the game at least 10 years. So I, I'm noticing wrestling now, at least for a WWE product perspective, is going to be 
a lot faster. Could be a good yeah. thing. Could be a bad thing. I'm I'm undecided with NXT 2.0 right now. I will reserve what I will honestly think about. Probably give give it about another month. Oh Lord! Now the 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 thing that I'll, the thing that I'll say is this: ultimately, we've we've all talked about our frustration points with talents that go from NXT to the main roster. Um, be it uh, a look change, be it a gimmick change, be it a name change, whatever it is, or them obviously putting the clamps on people and not allowing them to do the things that they did to get over in NXT. So why not have your developmental territory, if you will, actually be what they're looking for and the way that they're going to book them on the main roster? I mean, realistically, Back when back when they went through and signed all the indie talent three, four or five years ago, then it was one of those things that, OK, we're doing this to have, you know, the, the biggest pipeline of, of workers that have, you know, logged the most hours and the, you know, the most matches on the indies. Now, what they're what they're doing is they've noticed that didn't work because whenever people did go to the main roster, they changed their core of who they were. So it, why not have Vince and Bruce and, you know, everybody from the main roster give their feedback on the crop of talent that they have at the PC. And it's, it's obvious that they're going to have synergy between the brands because now you're not going to see somebody go from NXT up to the main roster and then suddenly get a dramatic name change or a gimmick change or anything like that. Now you're going to have brand cohesion. So it makes sense from a business point of view, for sure. All right, cool. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about this, and we got to get going or we'll be uh, we'll be stuck here all night. Um, uh, I just want to say that if uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams could do me a favor and keep their shirt on, because my wife is um, looking very hard at the TV when they come on, and it's making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so, guys, just do me that favor. Carmelo, Trick, just keep – when you're wrestling a match, I guess you can go ahead and turn it – you know, take it off. But if you're just coming out to speak, just have a shirt on, button up. But, you know, try to have it all the way up to the collar, and I appreciate that. You, you, you take – you're helping your boy out is all I'm saying. All right. Oh, Impact, I have a question. Thank you, thank you, you guys. Request- you, you, you are requesting these grown-ass men to, to keep their shirt on. How are you going to tell the imagery in your wife's head? Because that's already been imprinted in her head. So how are you going to get her to, to put those shirts on for what she's seen in her head? I, I don't know, man. It's This has been been a problem since they showed up. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what that means. <laughs> that means you better start walking around with your shirt off. Oh, Lord. I, I don't have that look. Okay, let's jump over into AEW Dynamite and Rampage Sin City. Steve, what was the highlights uh, of that show? And um, yeah. I, by the way, I yeah, didn't know man. I didn't know Brody Lee. That was it been a year. I can't believe one that. year. I didn't know that. So um, so yeah, yeah. Shout out, you know, for what they did for that. But go ahead, brother. Without a doubt, man. And now keep in mind, um, not just is it uh, one year from the occurrence of that happening, but also uh, they were in Rochester, which was mm-hmm. uh, Brody Lee's hometown. That's right. So, um, so it was it was in some ways a uh, I don't want to say a tribute show. Yeah. But um, it was an unofficial tribute show. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, kicking things off, Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. Um, 
there for a while there were a couple of weeks where AEW Dynamite led off with uh you know less than uh amazing matches but uh they're back to doing the uh the amazing stuff at the top of the show um again you had Adam Cole Jungle Boy killing it um they went about 14 minutes and it was a very solid match um I did like how they protected Jungle Boy to to an extent uh, because Adam Cole picked up the win, but only after uh, hitting uh, Jungle Boy with a low blow and then hitting the boom kick. So, right, that was that was cool. Um, and you know, you uh, for the for those people that are going to say, you know, random stuff about oh well, you know, look at it. You have Adam Cole come in brand new to the company, and you already have him go over Jungle Boy. The fact is they protected him by having that low blow in there. So um, not too bad. And you can, can you can still continue to build jungle boy for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, you had uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. And uh, the crowd made their, uh, their voices heard when it came to Cody this week. Yeah. So uh, very, very, very good to see that happen. Um, And yeah, you have, uh, the commentary planting seeds about dissension with Cody and Arn and Lee and all that kind of stuff. And then um, Cody and Lee Johnson pick up the win. But afterwards you have Tony Schiavone in the ring with Cody Lee Johnson and Arn Anderson and uh, Arn breaks up with him and uh, uses some extremely uh, colorful language talking about a carjacking incident how he would break out his Glock and splatter somebody's brains right. all over the all over the ground. Yeah, that's that's, that's aggressive as hell. Yeah, well, no uh, shit. <laughs> Even yeah, by my God. standards, that that's pretty aggressive. The the crazy thing is, on the heels of that, there were the memes out there because obviously Arn Anderson's son is Brock, so they were uh, you know there were people that mocked up an image of Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson. And uh, calling them the Brock and Glock connection. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, dude? The internet remains undefeated every week. Always. It's, it's unreal. Um, you know, outside of that, there was a 85-person uh, tag match. Uh, Orange Cassidy and the Dark Order against the, the Hardy family office. No joke. It was, what, 18-man, 16-man tag? It was... Uh, it, obviously, this match was the the tribute for Brody. Uh, you had the dissension in the beginning of the match uh, until Uno, Grayson, um, uh, Colt as well, uh, I think, tried to you know storm out and leave the rest of the, the Dark Order behind. But uh, you had Amanda Huber and uh, you know Ty Conti, no, uh, negative one, and Anna Jay come out, get them all back in there. Then... You know, it was like they uh, they had their specials already queued up and everybody just hit their finishing moves and, uh, you know, you go home. So it was cool. So uh, Dark Order and Cassidy pick up the win. Um, good stuff there. You know, elsewhere you have uh, let's talk about this main event, man. Let's talk about That's Miro great. and Sammy Guevara. Dude, I, I kind of I, I was wondering how they were going to do this, because mm-hmm. obviously when they announced that it was going to be Miro and Sammy, and then also the the eighteen man tag or whatever it was that I just talked about, <laughs> right? Um, 
it was really going to be telling what would go on last. So when the multi-man tag match went on in the middle of the show, and then this was named as the main event, I just, I had a definite feeling that Sammy was going to get the championship because they're not going to send that crowd home unhappy, especially on, you know, the, the unofficial Brody Lee um, tribute episode from Rochester. They're going to send the fans home happy. Yeah. So you have, uh, you have Sammy Guevara pick up the win um, and he is your new TNT champion yeah. uh, defeating Miro and uh, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome to see. And I, I find it very interesting that, you know, they are, this show definitely felt like as if um, they're, kind of posturing themselves for the future. You had the MJF promo in, in the beginning of the show where he talked about the pillars of the company, um, you know, talking about himself, talking about Darby, talking about Sammy Guevara, um, jungle boy, you know, all of these guys, again, spotlighting the, the youth movement in AEW. Um, and then to cap off the show with Sammy getting the championship was just awesome. Um, did you guys happen to see what ensued after that though? I didn't. It, I didn't. Okay. So, um, in a commercial break, uh, during the roads to the top show, which I did not watch, but I saw the clip on social media and they said that it happened there. So I'm piecing that together. Okay. Um, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Sammy Guevara, who was backstage with Fuego del Sol. And, uh, he dedicated the win obviously to Brody Lee uh, and that his phone was blowing up that he was already getting challenges for next week's AEW Dynamite. And so the name that he mentioned, gentlemen, was actually Bobby Fish. Oh. So next hey, week, I didn't next see week, that. Next week, it's going to be Bobby Fish versus Sammy Guevara on AEW Dynamite for the TNT Championship. Wow. So that's Bobby Fish. We'll see if it's if it's anything more than just a one night. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff for next week. Gotcha. Um, on Rampage, uh, we had, realistically, there were, you know, three matches on this show. Uh, your main event was a hair versus hair match, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Obviously, Orange Cassidy wasn't going to get his hair cut. You guys had to know that going in. Um, there was a three-way women's match, um, which was – which was pretty solid. Um, no DQ. It was Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa. And they actually had Jade Cargill pick up the win and had Thunder Rosa eat the pin in this match. Um, the, the finish was actually pretty interesting and a piece of, uh, you know, a piece of ring psychology that really hasn't been used that much. Okay. If weapons are legal, why don't you grab a weapon that you're comfortable with and just proceed to swing at people nonstop? Jade hit Thunder Rosa with, I'd say, about 15 chair shots and then picked up the win. <laughs> why, why, why would you ever drop a weapon in a no-DQ match and try to use a, a wrestling move? Why not just beat the shit out of people with that, with that chair or with you know a kendo stick or whatever it is? Why not? Just do it until you incapacitate them enough for the three. We do it on video games all the time because that's what I used exactly. to do in WWE 2K. Just keep hitting you with the chair to the break. Exactly. <laughs> but, gentlemen, we've got to talk about this show opener because it was absolutely awesome. 
Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson. And, you know, Nick Jackson has had a couple of singles matches um, in AEW's history. And all of them have been against, you know, the um, the spot monkeys, against the people that are just going to, you know, do high-flying shit and, you know, just throw caution to the wind. But this, this match that he had with Brian Danielson, they actually had a very, very solid layout to this match. You had these guys laying it in on each other, man. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, absolutely solid stuff. It was great to see Brian Danielson actually wrestle in an AEW ring and seeing how his moves differed from, you know, his work as Daniel Bryan. Um, I think it's pretty obvious after watching that match, just crank up the violence to 11 and right there is going to be where it is. And uh, Brian Danielson picks up the win with the cattle mutilation, making Nick Jackson tap, which I was a mark for the cattle mutilation when he did it in ring of honor. I'm a mark for it now. So if he continues to use it, I am all about it. Wow. Well, good stuff there. It looks like in your, uh, in your ballpark, AEW hit it out of the park both times this week. Um, I, I think that both shows started extremely well, mm-hmm. um, but quite frankly, both shows kind of uh, they they hit their peak very early and uh, went down from there. So I don't I don't got you. I don't I don't think that they knocked it out of the park, but I think that they started off extremely well. Um, and unfortunately, there were some uh, some valleys, but there were obviously some some peaks throughout the shows as well that we didn't go into. But um, very very solid effort this week as a whole from AEW without question. No doubt. Well, thank you much, Sin City Steve. Guys, my favorite part, Impact Wrestling. I've, I've been talking about it for some time now. It Everything is leading up to Bound for Glory, which will be here in Las Vegas, Saturday, October 23rd. That's going to be the pay-per-view uh, day. And then, of course, they're going to be doing two TV tapings today before but watching impact as they lead up to that has been great first off one thing i forgot to mention uh that happened last week that i don't ask me how i messed up on that christopher daniels uh has arrived back to impact and uh i i should have known when he had to have match with aew leaving i was because I, 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 I thought maybe that was going to be really it I should have known it was going to be coming over the impact, which is all right. It's no biggie, but I, it didn't even hit me. like, oh, okay, there we go. But he's back, and um, he did have a, a match uh, that went uh, going against uh, Madman Fulton, which I barely see him wrestle at all. You know, he's always uh, the sidekick for um, Ace Austin, and he's usually doing everything outside of the ring. So I rarely get to see uh madman wrestle but it, it turned out to be a really good match of course uh, christopher daniels had to pick up that win but it calls for even a bigger match for them to uh get into a tag team match for next week's uh impact wrestling so if you want to get a chance to see good old christopher daniels pop back over or, or try to figure out how to watch the show really good there josh alexander and uh you know fine he he relinquished he really used option c an option that really isn't used often. He has given his X Division title now to Scott Demore, and um, he's putting it all on the line against Christian. And guys, I, I mentioned this last uh, week. I am so sold on this match. 
um, out of everything that's happened, that's going to be happening. There's going to be a lot happening. That's the one I'm going to be pulling for Josh. I think, I think this is their moment, you know, um, to, to finally give an impact guy, uh, to be the face of the company, a guy that's been putting in work, uh, who held down when he was a part of the North. I mean, they had those tag team titles for a year. Okay. Then he comes as the X division title and cannot be defeated. Are you telling me that he's going to have this match for the world title and they just going to shit on him? I, I, I can't see that happen. It could happen, but I don't see it happening. So I'm getting ready to pop some bottles, boys, this, that weekend for, for uh for Josh's win, because it better go down. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna have a sign, Josh wins or we riot. Remember the old senior signs? <laughs> so Impact, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know, I don't watch Impact because I don't have access. But is that <laughs> like the whole storyline of Impact? Like like trying to get back the title so that they could get some legitimacy as a company or I, no, I, I, I just think, don't understand. I think right now they curious. Have, no, they have legitimacy. I mean Having, I'm talking about as a storyline, not in real life. No, I think in the storyline, they feel that they probably do have legitimate. I mean, Chris, um, Christian Cage has has been welcomed as being uh, their championship uh, title holder. It's mm -hmm. unlike it was with uh, with Omega, which no one liked that. You know, mm -hmm. and that's because, of course, Omega had no ties with Impact Wrestling at all. Gotcha, Christian nice. had ties, so it's accepted. It's just my thing because I know that when the paycheck comes in the mail for Christian, it says AEW on the top right-hand corner. It don't say Impact, you know. Why not get the Impact guys, you know, somebody there, get them to be the titles of the holders? Why does someone have to come over from AEW? Why would, you know, like let's say let's say Chris uh, Christopher Daniels, why would he now be up for a title and, and let's say get it? And he's not, but I'm just saying – why we're doing that instead of utilizing our guys who are, you know, I think good enough, possibly big enough stars to hold the impact title. That's, that's just my only thing. So it's my personal thing, but it's not what they're trying to portray. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, speaking of, we had, we had, of course, Seth going over to, uh, uh, Edge's house, you know, just pre pretending he's just the man of that house. Over on Impact, uh, Deanna Perrazzo decided to just drive her car over into Hardcore Country's ranch, you know, asking the neighbors, hey, I'm a, I'm a friend of hers. Can you tell me where where Mickey's at? I'm just got a gun by. And they're just saying, yeah, she's, she's right over there in the barn. And, you know, sure enough, Deanna goes over there because this is really on the floor. <laughs> I mean, they're... <laughs> pretty funny she gets out of the car goes into the barn which mickey's in there cleaning out one of the the horses stables and what do you know a fight breaks out which she didn't even know that diana was there okay <laughs> so big fight and of course that's leading up for the knockouts title again that's going to be part of bound for glory so i'm just saying everything is leading up for this and i'm excited for that uh, I really wanted Matt Michaels there to see that match so he could stop shitting on Deanna because she has been an excellent uh, women's knockout champion, man. And I'm um I will I think this might be actually the the match she's going to lose, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if she still holds on to that. So uh, good little skit there. Heath 
Heath is finally back on, guys. Um, he came to save um, Rhino because Rhino had to figure out, you know, he had to make a decision. You know, Rhino was a part of Violent by Design, um, which uh, you you got um, you got Eric, you got Diener, and you got Joe, Joe Duran. So um, Rhino was a part of that group, and uh, he was messing up. And they was like, look, man, you're going to have to make a choice. Um, you know, you can stay, but it, you're not going to be a good look for you. At the same time, you can leave, and it still ain't going to be a good look for you. So he had to make a choice, and Heath came back to help him out. So it's good to see Heath. I've always been a Heath fan. That guy got kids, man. Okay, he's just trying to, trying to, trying to make that money to feed his kids. Okay. <laughs> you know what's so funny? He always talk about feeding his kids. Uh, is he feeding his wife? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So yeah, man, it was great to see uh, Heath. I've been talking about Swingers Palace. Okay, he's running this illegal uh, underground casino. He he has some issues with the fact they were even coming to Vegas. He tried to get with Scott Demore and have them stop stop trying to come out here because that's going to be a problem with him. Well, Scott Demore finally met with Swingers at this underground. Uh, casino he has and after swinger doing all that talking and talking about how he doesn't have a gaming license in in nevada and you know quite frankly he really doesn't even have one in tennessee it just went ahead and, and, and called scott to say yeah i'm gonna go ahead and shut this thing down period so i think swingers palace is about to come to a complete end but uh i was hoping that they were gonna somehow run part of that gimmick somehow uh, out here in 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 vegas so um we'll see where that goes the very last thing i wanted to mention and i wanted to read this because they mentioned this during the show and i'm still trying to figure out what it is it's called from impact wrestling it's called the digital media championship tournament uh they was promoting this so let me just kind of read what this this is um it was noted on thursday night that the new impact digital media media title will be defended through the company's social media channels and their Impact Plus streaming service. The inaugural champion will be crowned with a multi-man match at Boundful Glory, once again here in Las Vegas, October 23rd. And the qualifying matches will be held on Tuesdays and Wednesdays via Impact Plus, and then they will be released 24 hours later on YouTube for Ultimate Insider members. And it was noted that the first round tournament matches announced for next week, and he goes over all those matches. Um... It also talks about in an update that Impact has confirmed that, and I'm sorry, I just literally just lost my hair. It is uh, confirmed that the male wrestlers and the knockouts will be competing for the digital media uh, title. So this was speculated as knockouts were featured in the teaser promo. So it looked like they're going to be a part of that too. The very last part of it, it says it was also revealed that the inaugural Impact Digital Media Champion will be crowned during the Countdown to Glory live pre-show to bound for glory pay-per-view uh, a six-way match would be held on the pre-show which will stream across all digital platforms so something interesting there huh it's a uh digital media championship tournament so pretty much i guess trying to get eyes more onto the product through their social media but you know they're gonna have a champion for that so we'll see how that goes i like it <laughs> yeah why not you know and, and there, which means simon there was street, an internet champion which, there was an internet champion which means simon street 
No more excuses because they're putting this on all your social media and YouTubes and everything. So you don't have to try to find access no more, man. You can you can follow this one. <laughs> all right. I'll, fo- I'll follow that one. But the me- me- immediately when they start taking impact off of, of access, I have something to talk about with you. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, that's impact, guys. That's impact. Uh, Ring of Honor. They just had a, a couple of matches, which was actually pretty funny. They had a match with the Briscoes. Had a match with um, Briscoes versus Taylor Rust and Alex Zane. The funny thing, though, is that Alex Zane, I also saw, was wrestling at uh, Impact. He was a part of the three-way on Tuesday with uh, Loretto Kid and Trey Miguel, which I didn't talk about, guys, but you should try to find that match. I know since City, sometimes you say, hey, go watch a match. Go watch the Loretto Kid uh, and Trey Miguel because they're all now, what they're doing, they're having these three-way titles for the X Division title now that Josh has given it up, okay? But there are two spots in that uh, match that had me going, for real? (laughs) Like, you know, uh, doing a cutter off of the top rope. I mean, just like, yeah. If you could try to YouTube that or find it, Loretto Kid, Alex Zane, Trey Miguel, Trey Miguel won that one. But going back to Ring of Honor, yes, Alex Zane. So I, I got to see him twice in a week in two different uh, promotions. But um, but the Briscoes, of course, picked up that win. And then there was a, a match that was uh, Violence Unlimited. Uh, and they went against, uh, and of course, if you're not sure who Violence Unlimited is, it's Brody King, uh, Chris Dickinson, um, uh, Tony Deppin, and uh, Homicide. And did you defeat... Uh, Dan and oh, and then he went against uh, Dan Housen, Demonic Flamita, PCO, and Sledge. And then of course the winner of that was was Violence Unlimited. So, uh, pretty good matches there. Ring of Honor still they're still holding it down too. If you want to watch just a really good one hour of wrestling, one thing I did notice about them they wasn't in um, Baltimore. They were in I think Philly or or somewhere in Pittsburgh. Um, so I don't know. And they still didn't have fans. So I don't know what they're doing. And like, I don't know why they moved. I don't look into that and see like they were moving, uh, you know, maybe they would have been doing some live events, but there was no audience still there. So I don't know, but, uh, nevertheless, good show on that. All right. Sin City, uh, new Japan. Can you update us on what's going on with the, uh, G one? Oh yeah, man, definitely. So, uh, Current standings for the A block. Uh, there's a there's a four way tie for first currently. Okay, you've got Zack Saber Jr., the Great Okan, Kenta, and Kota Ibushi, all with eight points. Um, from there, you have Toriyano, Shingo Takagi, and uh, Tomohiro Ishii with six. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Tangaloa with four. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about last week, Naito has withdrawn. Yeah. Over in the B block, though. You've got uh I'm I'm looking at you, Impact. Okay. Our boy Jeff Cobb yes. still leading the pack okay. with eight points. Wow. He's tied with Okada. Okay. So uh yeah, he's tied with Okada for leading the B block right now, which is exciting. Um are they gonna finally elsewhere, give him his moment? I mean I, I dude, he's looked he's looked really strong. Okay. He has looked really strong. Good. So um it's uh you know, yeah, there are still uh three matches left to go for sure. each person so uh yeah i mean yeah. it's uh it, it's looking good though awesome um 
You've got Tanahashi and Evil with six points, Sonata and Taichi with four, Yoshihashi and Tamatonga with two, Hiroki Goto and Chase Owens with zeros through the uh, the first half of the tournament. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, up next um, for for Jeff Cobb, he's got Taichi um, okay. on October the fourth. So. Yeah, that should be a that should be a pretty solid match. Yeah, and um, so yeah, he's got he I, all in all he's got Taichi left. He's got Sonata, and uh, he's got Tanahashi. Mm. Uh, so Tanahashi is going to be his last uh, like his last tournament match. Yeah. So we'll see if he can uh, if he can sweep the field, then uh, that would be even better. Um, get him over as a monster. It'd be great. Yeah. That's awesome. And man. that again, that is uh, that is running up until uh, the finals is uh, October the 21st in uh, in Tokyo. So, OK. Yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. And we got we wishing them good luck, man. Uh, friend of the show, guys, when we first got um, when we first uh, got going on our podcast, we had him as a guest and uh, and Jeff Ooh. Cobb, man. I mean, it was it's great to see when we was talking to him then just you know where he was and where he you know where he wanted to be and now seeing where he's at man he's uh he's made his mark so you know big on him man and i'm I'm hoping he pulls this through so uh with that guys i mean that's pretty much our wrestling talk right there um we don't have nothing local based that uh, that's normally what our matt michaels would do and, and he will be back with us next week and um you know, for those of you that uh, that might miss him, <laughs> you know, um, that <laughs> list really is extremely long. <laughs> <laughs> really quick, yeah. um, not not necessarily local, um, yeah. but uh, special shout out to uh, to our boy Hammerstone, um, okay. who has uh, some Vegas roots. Yeah, he uh, he actually um, just defeated um, Fatu in Ooh. MLW, and he is now there. Uh, not just their uh, their open weight champion, but also their main world champion. Wow! So congratulations to Alex Hammerstone. Yeah, absolute oh, absolute congrats. monster. Yeah, deserves it. I mean, this guy's been oh, yeah. putting in that work as well. So, man, <laughs> I don't see anybody uh, taking the belt off to him for a while. So we we gonna I think he's gonna be holding that for a minute. So it's great to see okay. that. Big congrats uh, uh, to Hammerstone on that. All right, guys. Um, we want to thank everybody in our chat for listening, and we thank everyone who download the podcast and listening. We appreciate you. If it um, if you didn't listen or download, you know we'll be talking to ourselves. So <laughs> we don't like talking to ourselves, but we love entertaining, and um, and we thank you for being a part of that. And um, you know we'll do this again next week. Uh, with that, if you are watching us live, we will be back in a few for our three count. We got uh, three good topics that uh, will make you, I'm sure, want to throw your points um, into the chat. So jump back on to our live feed so you can make your voice heard. And, um, and we'll just do that. So with that, thanks for hanging out with us. And we will uh, we'll see you next week. Appreciate it. Peace. Biggest
Bad Boys of Podcasting.